So what's up guys? Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. My name is Jared Haskell here with my co-host, Mr. Jason McCutcheon. How Jason? you doing today? Good, man. How about you? This rainy, rainy day. It looks better on camera. Though. Uh, it does. It does. Um, it um, definitely is a better see, look. I have a feeling like my personal opinion on winter, cold weather is I have a general favorable opinion of it. I really... Well, you're a New Englander. I yeah yeah for sure. So something's wrong with you. Well, and I'm also Norwegian. Mm. So. But no. I but I appreciate the cold weather. I appreciate like seasons changing. I I just don't have a big issue with it. It doesn't bother me. I, the summertime, I tend to sweat a lot, especially at weddings. I have like a problem. My wife always reminds me of it. Mm -hmm. And um, so the winter is a little bit more comfortable for me when me you too. can just wear a nice sweater and. Uh, yeah, I dig it a lot, actually. So. Yeah, me too. I, I just like that. No, I don't have to do anything. It's darker sooner. I feel less bad about sitting See, around I don't my like, house. I don't like the darkness, oh, to I, be honest. When I can, back when I was big into playing video games, I would feel less guilty about starting video games at five than starting video games mm, before the sun went down. That That is true. That is definitely true. That's definitely a plus. And there's Probably, a lot of video games to be played this offseason. Yeah, so. You know, if you're big into drinking, maybe... You feel better about starting at five in the winter time than you do in the summer. Totally, <laughs> totally. There's definitely more time. <laughs> um, no, so I, I just have a general favorable opinion. So when I look at it, I'm like, hey, you know, life's moving, seasons are changing. Yep. So one of the things about season changing, um, as we're gonna, we're New Englanders, but I, I think this is true nationally. You know, like January, February, probably December too. So that from like December to February, that's booking season for the most. Part. I, maybe your market's different if you're watching this, but I think in most markets, you're talking booking season and kind of the wedding season's kind of winding down, especially in places that have cold weather seasons. And so we're kind of heading into that time of year where we're at wrapping up our edits, hopefully, guys. And whether you're a photographer, a videographer, even a wedding planner, like you're kind of winding down on weddings and you're getting into marketing, sales, consultations. So we figured let's do a podcast today talking about um, really specifically consultations um, and, you know, that kind of. Yeah, topic. sales is, is um, it's a multi-headed monster. Um, you know, you have marketing. I don't know if technically that's correct, but you have marketing. You have the, the actual act of selling to somebody and trying to upsell in the process. Um, but, yeah, I think sales is definitely something that we've always just, done really well because i think we're both kind of like people people and so trying to um understand the best and, and it's just something that um in addition to being you know a decent creative i think that we've always had a lot of success in and just it's come naturally like i worked in a call center for a full year um you know you are a teacher so you are very communicative um so i i think just communication and and talking to people just comes naturally probably to both of us but for you at home it might not be something that you're super comfortable with um so i think what we'd like to do is talk about a couple different types of of sales a couple different approaches to sales um no matter what you're comfortable with because i think certain people they have to grow in certain areas um but i think it's important that you find um something that works for you and mm -hmm. your own sales um structure so well. so we want to go kind of over what are the mistakes i think that people make mm -hmm. um but before we get into that <clears throat> why don't we just sales i think in your consultations specifically your consultations that's really what we're dealing with today is is you're talking to a client we're not talking about your marketing collateral we're not talking about that stuff um when you are marketing to a client or via a consultation and you're having a conversation with them, it really starts with understanding um, what you want to sell and how much you need to sell it for to mm -hmm. make money. Um, at Vision Quest, I went to a class by Ray Roman. And Ray, if you don't know, is kind of one of the godfathers of wedding films, specifically. Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like literally like just pretty much created that in a lot of ways, the luxury wedding film market. And um, he created money. He created money. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he creates money. 
And when he went over his average, like he, he had talked about a concept I think is really important. We, we talk about it, but I liked how he said it. He said, you need to find your happy price, mm-hmm. which is, this is the bare minimum that I'm willing to work for. And maybe his is willing. Um, I think for a lot of us, it should be able. Totally. Yep. Like he's up in a luxury market, so he, he can make certain choices, but maybe me and you can't make like his bare minimum was something like $9,800. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably not you. Definitely not me. Um, and so our, you really need to come up with your happy price. So what am I able, what's the least I can get paid on a day to do X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. to make a living or to maintain my margins or whatever it is for you and where you are in your business. And I think that's really important. So we'll start with talking about our packages really quick, um, just so that there's context to the conversation when mm-hmm. we talk about how we sell in a consultation. And then we'll a little bit talk about how we arrived at some of our prices. Um, we'll, we'll try to put them up on the screen as well so you can see our packages um, in case you wanna look into it a little more. But Jared, why don't you kind of talk through really quick what we sell, essentially, um, packages and maybe a little bit our a la carte <laughs> items as well yeah sure um so you know if if you're sitting at home and you haven't you know heard about um you know our business and and our model is um i don't know people who don't like it probably call it a volume model we would probably call it a scalable model um yeah. but something we, that creates maybe a retirement income yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so we're, we're shooting multiple weddings in a day we have multiple teams that go out so our structure, I think it is based on, um, not just what Jason and I can do, but also, um, what our team can do in general. Like we're, we're limited, um, on price based on, uh, the talents of our, uh, weakest shooter essentially. Um, so, so, you know, we've really based our structure on, I think flexibility for, um, the couple in general that allows them to choose. It is kind of an a la carte um, model, probably not as much as Ray Roman is, um, where we Ray have all the cart items, um, in terms of how we make our money. Yeah. Um, our money, our finances aren't based on a la carte. No, a la carte probably represents 15% of our total revenue Yeah. yeah. for, for our business, which is great for us. When we look at that, we're like, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. But for someone like Ray, it it's closer. It seems like it's closer to 50% to 40%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I would say, um, and, and, and yeah, we, we, we should dive into that a little bit more. And, and honestly, I mean, th- there's probably areas that I could get better in, in selling, you know, a la carte items in general. Well, you, you selling it's all a matter we, of time, like, like you said, we'll get into it later, but selling a la carte items is a, I think a secondary commitment. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk a little, a little bit about how we sell and maybe I can even share a little bit from Ray's, uh, we should get him on here sometime, but yeah. But um, from kind of what he talked about about his sequence of sales with the consultation, but I think if you're committed to a la carte items, you're committing to a, a, some kind of upsell sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some of you guys, that's just not something you're comfortable with. So our model of of sales will be particularly interesting to someone who maybe finds the concept of upselling people very uncomfortable. You don't feel you're that good at it. Yep. Hopefully we can show you maybe another way to do it. So yep. why don't you tell people a little bit about what we sell, what our yep. package is? Yeah. So the, our, our lowest package and, um, you know, there, there's a couple, um, I think philosophies on, on, you know, top down selling versus bottom up selling. Um, you know, I usually start people with the bottom price cause it's usually just not what people want. Um, upfront, you know, I think, I think you want to start people with the least likely, uh, package that people are to buy. So the first package, we call it our raw footage package. And the raw footage package is essentially what it is. Just we shoot the day, we deliver the raw footage to somebody and that's it. There's no edits involved. Um, you know, a lot of people will be like, have their jaws on the floor when we hear they hear we do that. But um, it's very intentional because essentially no one wants this raw footage. So the idea is spread out someone's payment, you know, some payments. I think we tend to get a lot of people with that package who are um, maybe they're reaching you know to spend a certain amount and we say hey we're only this much and they're like ah that's a lot of money but let's do it 
And then possibly a year later, they're like, um, you know, the raw footage really isn't enough for us. Can we upgrade to have these edits? Or done? last minute people. There's people whose budget's already blown for their wedding. Mm-hmm. And yep. they are like, oh, uh, I can do this. And then yeah. we can do this later. Yeah. Oh, we had 10 less guests, you know, RSVP than we thought. We actually have a little bit of wiggle room now. We want to, you know, in their mind, they're like, we're going to splurge on this. And, and it really, like we've shot weddings that are, you know, $200,000 weddings and they're not going to get a videographer. And then last minute they're like, you know what? We want to do this. You know, I think we're just going to do this and then we're going to add on the edits afterwards. Um, so that's, I, I think that's the uh, main I, person. Can, what percentage of our couples that get raw footage do you think end up buying edits? I would probably say probably around 80%. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, they, they come back to us, whether it be right after the wedding, right when they're like, you know, when Sammy and I got married, we were, at the end of the day, the best part of our wedding day was when we sat on our bed at the end of the day and we were just dumping out money on, you know, the bed. And we were like, we're rich. We're rich. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have like all this money. And um, I tell people about that on the consult, by the way. I'm like, because I want them to think about me when they're sitting on their bed dumping out money. <laughs> I want them to think about me on their wedding night. Um, but it's kind of true. Um, I want them to think about video editing. So, um, so yeah, the, some people order then, and then some people wait full year, and they're like, hey, for our one-year anniversary, we want to spend on it. So we're kind of hopefully swallowing yeah, up. Yeah, what we're trying to do is... Those last-minute people. Yeah, by having a raw footage package, we really want to create higher margin sales for us, mm-hmm. money in the off-season for us, and options for our clients. Yeah. Yep. We also want to create the perception on the front end that we're more accessible because yep. our average price in a sale for us is about $3,900, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's yep. more this year when yep. we're, I'll do the numbers. Yep. But at one point, it's like 38 $39. Um, that's how much couples actually spend on average. But when they come in and they see 1900 ish they go, oh, maybe I can afford this. And yep. you become more of an option for people in different situations. So we wanted to add that. So yep. what's our next package? Um, next package is the uh, recap package. And what that is, is we still are delivering all the raw footage as a part of that package. It's a big selling point. Uh, and then also uh, it's, it's one shooter plus an assistant. Same thing as the raw footage package. I didn't mention that um, when, when we send our guys out. It's one lead shooter plus an assistant. But then, um, and then they're also going to be receiving a five to seven minute video edit, a couple of different songs. And that's your summary highlight film, whatever you want to call it. It's a recap edit, a highlight edit. It's not like a teaser. It's like a kind of a journey through the day. The thing that everyone wants and everyone makes. Yep. That's what it is. Um, and then the last package, uh, is called our love story package. Man, I wish there was cooler names for these, by the way. I just have been thinking about it forever, but yeah <laughs> the love story not marriage. one of the business problems i'm particularly that interested uh, yeah, in solving. <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah the love story package is going to be pretty much the all-inclusive package um instead of one shooter and assistant it's two shooters uh then we're also going to include the recap video uh we do an instagram highlight video 30, 30 ex- to 60 seconds extra camera angle throughout the day yeah so having a second videographer allows you to Green have coverage. another you know, pretty much record three different camera angles as opposed to only two. Um, and that's something we can dive into a little bit as well and why we do that. Um, Cause some people will be like, you only record two angles. Um, but yes, we do. Uh, two, two videographers, recap video, Instagram trailer, 30 to 60 seconds. Uh, and then we also do what we call linear edits, um, which I've, I haven't really heard of anyone else calling them linear edits, but I, that's just the best way you can just, I can describe them. Um, which is essentially full versions of the ceremony, full version of the toasts and all the dances and cake cutting. All the all those are split into different videos, as opposed to one long doc edit. Because honestly, if you do doc edits, great. I hate them. I I just haven't seen ever seen one that I've really been impressed by and liked. I think they're a lot of work too. Yeah, it, and it's like figuring out how to make all these different elements flow together yeah. in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. It it's very hard to do consistently. Yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen one guy do a really decent job at one because um, I I asked I think on one of the forums I was like, 
can people share these with me? Because like, honestly, I haven't seen. And one of the guys that posted, I was like, that is a good one. But it, I feel like it would be hard to do every single time. Yeah, it, well, it, it's like kind of up to the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. If the day is good yep. and there's a lot of good elements and it has good momentum, yep. great. But but you could literally shoot a day that's like smoke and mirrors. Like it actually is a really crappy day yep. and you made it look good in a recap edit. Yes, exactly. And, that, and that's our thing. For those that don't understand what we're trying to make, uh, we want to make something that's incredibly consistent. Yep. We do 120 weddings a year or so and we want every single one of them to be consistent and the couple to feel like, oh, this is really good. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy this. We don't want, and we don't want it to take forever to get. Mm -hmm. We want them to get their product quickly. And so we've kind of created a formula to how we edit and what we deliver yep. um, that takes certain things out of the equation and focuses and highlights other things better. Yeah. So that's what we sell. And so the thing about all those is couple things about it. First of all, the cost to make them is very clear to us. We know exactly how much it costs us um, per wedding for our gear. The gear is rated over the, like, the course of years, by the way. So like, if I go like, oh, I'm shooting on these cameras, plus this, plus this, plus this, I'm spending $400 a wedding on gear, $300 a wedding on gear, whatever it is. We also know the cost for editing, and we know the cost for marketing, and we factor in the cost for our utilities and all this, and we factor in the cost for our employees and the contractors. And so we know how much we need to sell the wedding for to make the margins that we want to make. And if you are not, like, that might seem like a lot of math, but I'm telling you, it will free you up because a lot of people think they need to charge a certain amount of money for weddings and they're having a hard time selling them. And it's really ego driven. Yeah. They want to sell, they want to be a $6,000 wedding videographer and they would rather do like eight weddings a year. And that, and that the profit on that is really, that's Ray Roman's happy. That should be your happy price, right? Like the profit, not just like, here's the number that I feel good about myself about. Yes. It's like, how much am I willing to work for? Because that's the profit number. So th 31 Films, Aaron Tharp did a really good talk on, yep. on just a lot of stuff. But I think the thing that most people got out of it that, you know, we've always done, or at least tried to do, um, and I think a lot of other people maybe have never done with their wedding films, is when they think about their consultations, they don't have that number in their head of their margins. Yep. But when you hear, like, the best of the best in our industry talk about it, a lot of them are like, I know I need to make this, and this is gravy, and this is bonus, and here's my margins, here's my numbers. So at the front of your consultation, this might, like, it seems like we're kind of talking about something unrelated to consultations, but we're not. We're talking about the thing that lets us sell with freedom, mm -hmm. you know, and with low pressure, because we're like, I know what I need to make. Like, even like those packages, we want to sell a certain percentage of each package mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year. We know, like, we made an express effort this year in our consultations to upsell and push another package because I wanted to get certain money in certain ways. Yep. The first thing I'll say about consultations is know exactly what you want to sell, exactly how much you need to sell it for, and have a plan for how much of it you want to sell. And I think that's a big deal. So, so that's what we make. That's how we think about our pre-sales, our pre-consultation process. All this stuff we're armed with. Like when you go to a consultation, like this stuff is in your mind. Yeah, I think um, being confident, first and foremost, it's your first tool um, when going into any kind of consultation. I think that um, knowing what you're selling, but then also um, knowing that it's the right price, like you're not ripping someone off. Yep. I think a lot of people deal with that. Like, oh man, I'm charging like, you know, uh, $5,000 for somebody uh, to, to do a wedding film. Yeah. They feel like they're like, I feel like I'm kind of ripping someone off, especially if you're just starting and you're like, you really don't know what the cost of what you're doing actually is. Um, you know, I, I saw, I saw on uh, a Facebook group um, recently, like, Oh, what do you say when your bride is like, why in the world should I pay $3,000 for a five to seven minute, you know, edit doesn't make any sense. It should be longer or I should be paying less. And it's just like, yeah, that's not factoring in the fact that like we bring, you know, 20 to 30 grand of 
gear like they don't and then if you just say that to somebody i've i've said that to somebody like do you know how much gear like i'm bringing they're like i don't know like four or five thousand dollars it's like no like this is like 25 grand that you're looking at like it's a lot of money they're like oh okay well i guess that makes sense yeah i mean people the average person has no clue what it takes to make a wedding film yeah and one of the tools um that you need to establish is the value of your film and a lot of people when they look at the value of their film they really exclusively mean the artistic value. Mm -hmm. And I think that is important too. Like, but to me, if a person's calling you and they've looked at your films and they don't know the artistic value yet, like you telling them is not going to prove like, trust me, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why should I pay for this? Cause it's good. Don't you like good things? The person's like, well, I've called you. Like I like your films. The purpose of a consultation is to give a person information, right? Yep. But, to establish your value to them. Yeah. That's that, really that's the purpose of it. it is like yeah. you're trying to give them information, but at the core of it, you're trying to establish this is why I'm valuable. And this is via the relational value by how you communicate. Like, do I like it's the stuff where people say, Oh, we just clicked. Mm-hmm. That's a value add to them. It's the, um, the way you're going to deliver the promises you make. Um, and if it comes down to it, it's just literally the actual value of what you're doing. Oh, my gear is expensive. My, mm-hmm. my stuff is nice. This is how you're going to get it delivered. It's going to be this way, like communicating value to that customer. That's to me, the whole purpose of a consultation. Yeah. I, I think about when I usually get on the phone. And so I, I, I we can hop into that a little bit too. Like when we first get on, um, I usually get on a phone call with people. That's kind of the way that I push people just because that's, you know, based on how many weddings we're doing, I would not be able to meet, you know, 150 people in the course of a year for dinner. I wouldn't be able to meet them for coffee. Um, Most people, I feel like by the time they get to us and just the product that we're serving, most people are just like, I just want to catch up on the phone. I just got home from work and I want to catch up on the phone with you. You know, Maybe so this it's just is, easy for me. I don't know if this is a rule in our industry, but like what you're saying right now mm-hmm. is different than when we started, but sure. maybe different than other people. But I, I think it's Henry Martin's. I mean, he said he takes everyone out to dinner, but he, but he said my couples, I don't even know if he takes everyone out to dinner. I, I know I'm fine with saying, yeah, if you're, especially someone who's only working with maybe 20 couples a year. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, that's what we're doing with Huxley. Yeah, that makes sense with, to me. I would want to, if I'm doing a high-end film, I would yep. want to meet the couple. Yep. And But it's just, that's the point. It's different. But I don't so, know that he does it even before he sells them, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, And I would say, like, I do think everyone needs to think through what is the bare minimum time I have to invest in this in order to get some value out of it. Because mm-hmm. that's not just for you. A consultation, like, these couples are going to have to talk to multiple people. Why mm-hmm. do you think they want to talk to everyone for multiple hours? Yeah. Like, like you and like, I heard a guy and this is one of the things, like if you're like, you said confidence a lot, I think that was really, really good. Um, if you're not confident in your consultations and you're constantly like insecure about yourself and you're calling people, Hey, did you get my last thing? Oh, this person sketched out. They, they're ghosting me. Like they're just, we don't even ghosting me is a dirty word to me. I forget about people. Yeah, man. You should have so many leads. If I, talk, I talk to somebody and I'm like, Hey, here's our stuff. You know, let me know what package you want to go with. If they don't get back to me for two weeks, I forget about them because I just, am like, Oh, someone will book the day like three or four times. Thank, like, thank you. Next. Someone, yeah. Yeah. Like if they're not interested, like someone else will gladly take the day. And, but, but that's confidence based on experience and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just seeing what happens year after year. Um, you shouldn't want to, though, be spending all this time yeah. harassing someone and chasing them. You should yeah. be, like, ha- trying to figure out and fine-tune your business to invest as little possible of your time because that's what you're actually paid for. Mm-hmm. You're paid for your time. Yep. As, m- little, as little of your time in a, in, a, in a consultation to produce the value that you need for the couple. Mm-hmm. That couple should know you're valuable based on a phone call. They shouldn't need 
like 18 texts and five emails and two coffee dates to yep. determine if you're valuable to them. Yep. I, and I would say, you know, if you're just starting out, I, I do think there's a difference between um, looking desperate and then there's a difference um, in the people that use it to a sales advantage. Totally. Like, like if I was just starting out, I would be like, oh yeah, you know, um, you know, the good thing about us is we are just starting out. I think being honest with people is super valuable because if you're, if you're, you know, faking it till you make it is great to a certain extent, but I think being honest with people, um, you're going to win a lot of battles with that person. If you're like, Hey, look, you know, we're relatively new. That's why our pricing is lower than other people. That's a value add for you. Like we are just starting out. Um, well, honesty but, in general is a value add. Totally, totally, and and I think everybody people assumes, appreciate that. Everybody in this, all these couples, all assume, <laughs> and that, like if you read these articles about like always negotiate, always mm -hmm. fight. I went to the Wed conference, which is like does basically a wedding show, but not really. It was an educational base. All the brides were asking about like negotiating prices, and because mm -hmm. they're all taught that you're given a fake price up front. Mm -hmm. That's what brides are taught by magazines. And all these things that like the first price you get from a person is not basically they're coming into your consultation, not trusting you and everything you can mm -hmm. do to show them that you are trustworthy and everything yep. that that's a huge value. You, add. you, you win people over. So if I was that little guy, I would probably say, um, you know, you get all of me. Like mm -hmm. we're just starting out. You, you get all of me. Like well, that's some what's of required, these other guys, right? you know, they're doing a lot of weddings. Like they're having to split things up, but, I'm only doing eight weddings and I, I, you're able to get more of me. So turning it from an insecurity to into a sales tactic of like, you know, and then you just prove it. So when people email you, you're getting back to them right away. Well, that, like that is the bare minimum for you though. Mm -hmm. If you don't have 10 years of work behind you, you have to, you have to put more into it yeah. up front to yep. get it. And I'm not saying don't put anything up front either. If sure. you're, I'm saying figure out what that is. I'm mm -hmm. just saying like, Putting time in that is a waste of time is always bad, whether it be in the edit bay mm -hmm. or in sales. So, sure. so let's talk about some different models of, of sales. So that's what we sell. Yep. We sell these finite packages and we're very confident. We know the leads we're going to get. We've been doing it a long time. So the way we sell might look a little different, but I do think there's stuff you can learn from. So the way I see it, there's basically three main ways people sell wedding films and wedding photography too. I think there's maybe some different wrinkles on each side, but I think there's basically package-based sales, which are pretty much like here are our prices. Even if you don't publish them, by the way, you can still sell the same way. Like it's not about what you put on your website. It's about what you're trying to sell to the couple and the way you present the information to them. So there's like package-based sales. I would consider us to be package-based. We do have a la carte items. It doesn't mean you don't have a la carte items. It doesn't mean you don't have upsells, but it means like... Or you can't have a hybrid of, you know, multiple. Sure, sure. But in general, most of your revenue is going to come from your base packages. And that's what you're really trying to get a person to do is commit to a package. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who are really, their sales are, and, and the revenue really is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Their consultation is really targeted at generating a ton of a la carte revenue. Mm-hmm. For instance, I would say Ray Roman, that's how I would consider it. He's making a lot of his money on those upsells. Yep. And he's created an entire consultation process designed to get a person to that upsell time. Yep. And then there's people who I'm imagining, and I don't know this, but some of the more like the really incredible wedding filmmakers, they probably have a base price in their head, but the consultation and the way that they arrive at it is very custom. Mm -hmm. There's people who are like, Tell me about your wedding film. Tell me where you're going to go. Tell me this. Tell me that. You know what we and, could do? We could go on a drive and yeah, do this and this. And they're and, kind of, and then know. they're basically arriving at a price either based on an hourly evaluation or all these different things. Yep. But they, if they quote 10 prices all year, they could all be different, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and they're, because they're kind of doing it that way. And I think those are basically the three ways people do it. And then there's a fourth way that you should not do it, which is literally having no idea. Like you kind of have an idea. Like I see some of the questions that people ask online and they're like, and maybe and some of it's based on an experience. And I understand that. And some of it's, it, you're just like, you don't know that. Yeah. Like, how should I price this? How, uh, how do you price everything else? Price it the same way. 
And like the real thing is they don't really know what they're trying to make or how much it costs them to make it. And they don't know how much they want to sell it for. And I think if you're having a hard time, like if you heard those three options you're like, I don't do it any of those ways, or I have a hard time with all three of those. Maybe you just don't know your product well enough. You don't know how much it costs to make. And, but those to me are the three basics, right? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, you know, I've known photographers who are like, I don't like that person. So I'm going to charge them more because it's just not then their happy price to charge them what they would charge someone else. Like they're like, which I probably wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I know people who said like, Oh, like, like I had to drive to three locations on the same day. So they charge a the person. Yeah. More. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Charge them a, maybe a little travel money, but it, it's not like it costs you more to make that wedding. It costs him mentally. Jim. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when I think about those things, I'm like, can you imagine having to like, the process that in your head the entire no, time that you're trying crazy. to ugh, it's, it's, it's so tedious I, I just think always what do i have to do to not think about this anymore and just how do i throw simplify it, up? it how do i simplify it how do i template it and just systematize it so i can do the thing that i want to do and not do the things that i don't want to do and what i don't want to do is think about like well like i just had to do a quote for uh, a, a wedding film on martha's vineyard and i sent the wedding planner uh, and the couple, I was like, hey, you're going to be uh, there for two. I'd like to be there for two days. We'll get there the day before. You know, you're going to have some, most uh, hotels require two night minimum stay. So I just sent them this like generic, like this is what's easiest. Boom. And then they come back and they're like, well, you know, these certain hotels only have a one night minimum requirement. Could and we save 400 bucks or could, whatever? Could we save like, yeah, like a hundred dollars? And so I started doing research and I'm like, ah, this is exactly what I don't like. I almost considered like not working with them just cause I was like, ah, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't, well, it's, and, and it's like, and then I did all the research and it was like those hotels that they gave me were actually two night minimum stays. And it, it helps to not be thirsty and it helps yeah. to not be, um, insecure. It helps a lot. And so hopefully if you're in the consultation mode, you're able to get into that place mm -hmm. where you, you're like, I know what I'm going to get. I'm, I'm confident. If you're not there, hopefully we'll give you a little boldness. So, mm -hmm. so I think those are the basic three, like kind of a package based and a la carte based, mm -hmm. and then a truly custom product. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think are some of the, cause we'll go through our consultation process to kind of close, but what do you think are like the biggest mistakes people make in consultations that cost them either credibility or just the sales in general? Hmm. I mentioned the ones them. of course, which are, you don't know what you're trying to sell or how much it costs to make it. I think that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, in general, I think, um, maybe it's, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I think a lot of people do come off very pitchy like, Hey, here's, you know, and it's, it's more about the sale as opposed to just like you were saying, showing your values and, and like, Hey, this is who we are kind of like, this is what we do. These are our packages. Take it or leave it. Um, I think that is something that a lot of people don't like, especially in the wedding industry. I think by the time people get to videography, they've booked their venue. They've booked most of the time, probably booked their photographer. They booked their band or DJ, they've, they've a caterer. All these things are booked. By the time they get to the videographer, I think people are just like, ah, let's just get the rest of this done. We're on like the tail end. Maybe they have to book like the photo booth and the cake. And, you know, we're right maybe around like the florist potentially, depending on where you are. Um, but most people are like, let's just get this over with. So making it super simple um, and not being super pitchy. And, and I think it's worked with us not trying to just sell the crap out of people and doing like super hard sales for people. Oh yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about what that looks us. like for yeah. us. But like in general, we, we're pretty much like, here's what we sell. But most of the phone call is just, how are you doing? It's, yeah. it's about like, uh, we are selling. They don't feel like we are. Cause what we're trying to do is say, I'm a cool guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a laid back guy. And so that's the first part of any phone call or yeah. any consultation. It's we're such doing. a, it's such a relief when sell yourself first, get, when people get on the phone with you and you're not like, well, what do you know about wedding video? Like if you, if you're like, you know, what are you up to? Where do you guys live? Asking like really usually when I hop on the phone first, like 
five to 10 questions that I ask is not about weddings at all. And then I usually segue into how is wedding planning going? Like, Mm -hmm. is it a pain in the ass? Most people are like, ah, you know, it's a full-time job, part-time job. Like you can sympathize with people and just, um, you know, and, and that's me honestly trying my best to really connect with people. Cause I think that's where most people are in the process. So finding where people are in the process, some people will book, like you're one of the first people they call and they're just really excited. And so I think matching people's enthusiasm for where they are in the process is, um, a good tip. I think the biggest mistake I think people make is coming across desperate. Yeah. And, um, cause that's annoying and it makes you seem poor and experienced. It's just bad in general. I think the other mistake that people make that is very bad is coming across uninformed about themselves. Like if they ask questions that you don't know the answer to about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and like you can't blink. Yeah. When you talk about yourself, you have, and you talk about what you do, you have to be so confident. You have to be, Oh, I've been there. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I like, I think coming across is insecure in any way, whether it be you're thirsty for that sale. And you're just like, if I don't get this, I'm going to go out of business. What can I do to have this? Like, mm-hmm. like there's a thing in dating or in sales and in anything. And, and there's books on it and you can read about it. It's called the law of least interest. And this means that whoever has the least need and interest has the most power mm-hmm. and authority. And you're as much as I don't, we don't want to stronghold our couples. We want to treat our couples like they're valuable and like their money's valuable. But at the end of the day, we don't want them to feel like we have to get their booking. Mm-hmm. We want them to feel like these guys are in demand. They're not going to be desperate if, 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 like, and we'll be upfront with people like, Hey, we got people looking at that day. You know, it's first, whoever pays first gets the day. And mm-hmm. like, we come across very confident. And I think if you come across thirsty and you come across like you don't anything that makes you look like you're desperate mm-hmm. or uninformed, I think really hurts the sale. I've um, come across a lot of this, like, um, you know, we talked about it before, but we're launching a new film brand, Huxley film. Um, you know, next year is we're going to start cranking those out. But I found it for myself, like figuring out the cadence of talking to people about the product. And I'm like, I don't have that cadence that I do with stop go love or stop go love. I just knock it out. Like I'm super confident in what the product is. I'm super confident in what people ask about the product. Um, so every time people ask questions, I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. Here's my answer. No one asks questions I haven't heard of before. Well, and it's, and it's a learning process too. Yeah. Like- and, and now with Huxley, I'm like, shoot like i don't know what's our systems like what's yep. our processes and so it is as learn you know even for someone who's done it before and developed a certain product um i think it just takes time and to you'll find that. those things changing yep. over the years too yeah for completely. sure um what you don't want to be cocky and not just think about what you're doing yeah okay so let's talk about how you like to go into a consultation really quick kind of just rough people through a basic outline of what you like to do for we're doing basically package-based sales yep. with upsells. Yep. Um, how many phone calls do you like to have in general to with, sell a with person? a couple yeah. to sell a person? One. One phone call. One phone call. And then emails from then on. An email, and then uh, Natalia, um, our office admin, will follow up with them. You know, within three days, within five days, within seven days, mm-hmm. within two weeks. Boom, 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 boom. After that, just kind of pepper them on. Hey, where are you at? You know, are you guys interested? But as far as getting on the consultation, I would say probably the first like five to ten, sometimes fifteen minutes is me just talking to people about life and and you know. So that's the intro section. Segways into you know how's wedding planning going? What are the things you're struggling with? What are, you know talking to them about that for a little bit. Um, definitely if there are venue vendors that we know working with them, yeah. we want to establish the value. Oh, we know these people oh, yeah, yeah. we are good friends yeah. that will probably happen pretty early in yep. the phone call. That segues into, yeah. Like I usually ask like, who's your photographer? Who's your plan? You know, those, those kind of questions. Trust building. And then it segues into, well, you know, we see the photographer as, you know, the director of the day, someone that we want to, you know, um, kinda, we see this, let me, I'll interpret too. Yeah. The couple years. We will not be a hassle to work with this photographer. Mm-hmm. We think we value this high-priced photographer that you paid for. Yep. And we will not annoy them. Yeah. And we get we get hired and and referred by 
40 photographers a year. So just, yeah, that that's where we're at. So yeah, this is a little bit about us, the way that we like to work. You know, we, this is our shooting approach. We talked to Rich a couple weeks ago and that's kind of, I think where Rich would say, I need this time to be able to work with you. This is how I work. This is my flow. Like if you're not into this, you're not into me. And I would say the same thing with us. Like sometimes people will ask me and be like, can you oh, do, I have a vision and I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't care about your vision. <laughs> We're probably not right for you. Like, and that's kind of where it like cuts off and, and where there's conflict. I would say 99% of the time people are like, great. We love that. You know, awesome. And so, and that segues into awesome. Well, that's a little bit about us, you know, the way that we, you know, schedule our shooters for the day, we kind of talk into that, but just like the core of stop, go love. That's where we're talking before I even dive into prices, the core of who we are, what we believe in, what our approach is day of what you can trust in when we show up on a wedding day, um, is this, this, and this, and then it segues into, well, have you had a chance to look over our packages? Would you like me to, you know, hop into, um, those a little bit more and kind of go over a brief summary of X, Y, and Z. Um, and usually people are like, Oh yeah, well I have them in front of me. You know, these are my questions. Sometimes people will already have automatically, um, an idea of what they want. Um, and now get a general sense and I'll just hop into what they want to talk about. Um, other times people want a full scale, like what are all your packages? So I'll walk them through the raw footage, the recap, the love story, and then our a la carte menus as well. So, so boom, 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 boom. Basically, this is our opinion of a consultation. They already want us. They want this. That's why they're calling us. And, and I should mention, too, we do put our prices online. Yes. We put our prices online, and usually by the time someone's catching up with us, they know what my costs are. Yep. Um, and they, we also have every example, like long-form examples of every single video. Mm -hmm. So if a person type of product, not every video, but every type of video. Yep. So a person is able to f become fully educated on everything they're getting within a context of a package. Now they will have questions still, but in general, we do our very best to give them an opportunity to be super educated mm -hmm. ahead of time. Um, so the person we're talking to is not just in the dark and that's, that's intentional. Like we're not, um, in any way wanting people to show up blind because we want that consultation to be smooth because mm -hmm. we want most of the time to be spent selling ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I would say another mistake people make is they don't spend enough time in consultations selling themselves. They spend time selling their product. The couple is probably already okay with your product. Mm -hmm. If they're willing to talk to you, what they want to know is do they like you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they trust you and not just you, but the, the brand mm -hmm. and do they want to work with your process? Yep. I think. And so we spend more time selling the relationship and the process and what we're going to get than explaining what video they're going to get. And mm -hmm. that, that's how we do it. So I think that's a pretty good overview. Yeah. I, I, I would say, would say like 30 minutes for an average consultation, 30 minutes on the nose. Almost every single time is 30 minutes. Like I have it it's scientific man like it's down to like the second i'm like i'm at 30 minutes i gotta get off the phone like all right great yeah see ya <laughs> like i'm off when i do a consultation because i don't really do sales anymore but when i do a shooter's consultation mm -hmm. i don't really talk about what i'm i spend 80 when we train every one of our shooters barely talk about the video talk about them mm -hmm. ask questions laugh be personal that's the whole brand through and through and through I'll ask some very small questions. Oh, what about this? What about this? But most of it's like, how's your day? Mm -hmm. Oh, how's the prep going? And like, so what's cool is you can establish a lot of your experience of what it's going to be like to work with you in that consultation. Mm -hmm. yep. Like they'll understand this is the vibe of these people or this person. And like, hopefully you can maintain it mm -hmm. throughout your um, relationship with them. But, yep. but we find it's very important to us yep. that whatever tone Jared sets in sales is maintained in all our additional meetings with these people, mm -hmm. they're showing up and thinking, these guys are laid back. These guys are cool. Like our relationship is based on that first conversation. Yep. Yeah. There's a, uh, so, so there's a, um, a book, um, called how to sell more weddings and events, uh, put out, by, I think his first name is Ari. Uh, we'll, we'll put that in the, the description. We'll put in the comments. Um, but, but, and, and I've mentioned it before. Um, it's a good book. He, he usually, he talks about, um, 
asking the couple if they're ready to book on the phone. First consultation, he, that's a little too high pressure for me. Like, I think it's fine. Like, Hey, you know, usually by the end of the meeting, I know if someone is ready to book or not. Um, the magic word to me is, you know, when people are ready to book, they ask you, you know, what are the next steps to get locked in? That's when I know someone wants to book me right now. And I usually go right into, you know, would you want me to send you an agreement right now? No matter what your consultation and what your model is, um, you have to tell them what the next step is for us. It's some, hopefully it's either, well, let me know if you're ready to book, email me or whatever. Right. Or, Hey, so I, I'd be glad to send an agreement, some kind of next step. We yeah. don't just say like, well, hopefully you like that. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's like, they know clearly what to do yep. next. I think that's important. Why don't we talk a little bit about people who spend a lot of time on a la carte and how we sell a la carte and really quick. It's like I said, it's not a big thing for us. We don't sell a ton of it. We do, or we do, but it's not like a huge part of our consultation process. We do explain it, but, but I do know other people who literally like Ray does it different than us. He, it seemed like when he was talking, like he barely, he doesn't even talk to the couples for the first, he sends his price right away. And then the conversation happens around the a la cartes. Mm -hmm. So he says his pricing and then the person um, says, oh, that seems good. Mm -hmm. Then he gets on the phone with them and he, he, or then he presents all the a la carte items mm -hmm. and the consultation is really about selling a la carte items. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're starting here. Okay. Do you want the ceremony? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, great. Well, Do you want like bill. the bare minimum that I want? And then if he knows that they're cool with that bare minimum, he's going to, that consultate, it's going to be, I don't know if it's a hard sell, soft sell, what, mm -hmm. or I don't know. A lot of times he, he was saying he doesn't even talk to them. They just click, 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 click mm -hmm. on the, on the little ch sheet and then yep. that's but it but i, I mean I, you know the more i kind of think about it the more i do think our model is probably similar to race actually <laughs> like because because really we start with this is what we show up we're going to show up for this amount our, our raise amount is just five times more than ours is <laughs> yeah but walk in the door price walk in the door price and then from there i mean you get an added second shooter you get an ad i mean it's all the same it's just a matter of how you present it really yeah. well like and we say and how extensive your list is yeah like he doesn't have packages at all though mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. has a base price and all a la carte yep and and for us the the i have to communicate things simply to our team so i have to say they got this package this package or this package me telling my team okay we're going to cover and we're going to do these eight a la carte items where you really break down every individual edit. Um, that's harder for me to keep up with and for our team to keep up with. Cause they're like, Oh shoot, we did the seven of the eight. Well, things. Let's talk about a la carte <laughs> so, really quick. So yeah. a la carte could be like a same day edit, mm -hmm. like a USB stick and you know, Instagram edit, a ceremony edit, a toast, a, a dance. It, it, it's all of that. It's stuff. like drone coverage. Yep. So the a la cartes we sell, our drone coverage, we sell a lot of that. We sell second shooters yep. as an a la carte. And then we sell additional edits for people who don't get our highest package. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty much our biggest a la cartes. And yep. there are probably some other little things that we have. But we sell a lot of drone. Yep. Um, and we sell a lot of second shooters, but usually those are wrapped into the bigger package. Mm -hmm. So we don't really sell those a lot as a la cartes maybe sometimes, but we sell a lot of it in the actual package that it's included in. Our biggest a la carte is probably aerial coverage, right? Um, actually, I probably would say it's a second shooter. Really? We sell more second shooter than, oh. than drone? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's the thing that, um, I would say a lot of people struggle with because they want a second videographer to be with the guys getting ready. So they're like, Oh yeah. You know, you know, I typically tell people, and, and that's one important thing that um, in, in this whole consultation that we really didn't talk about, but was just being clear about what you're going to be delivering. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and where you're going to physically be sitting the client's expectations so that they know exactly where you're going to be. And, and if they have questions, you know, it sticks out in their mind and they ask the question and you're able to answer it right there. So like, Hey, you know, telling people, Hey, when we only have one shooter, they're probably only going to be able to cover the bride and they're already thinking I'm missing out. 
mm-hmm. missing out on having the groom covered. And I usually tell people, if you're in the same hotel, it's easy. We'll just bounce between the two. Yeah, we'll, we'll say a question like, where are the guys getting ready? Where we'll are the girls the guys getting ready? We'll shoot for 15 minutes, and yeah. then we're back to you and the bride. And we might not be able to get certain toasts or whatever, but, you know, they're able to cover. If you guys are getting ready in two separate locations, forget about it. Like, the, the, the lead videographer, we're not even going to – because it's going to take away from you. It's just increased risk. It's not worth it. If, if you want that, get a second shooter. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of brides are like, oh, you know, I do want that. And even if the groom doesn't want it, the bride wants it. So, you know. So let's just make it really simple. Yep. Whether you're selling a la carte and that's really what you want to make your money on mm-hmm. or you have some packages that are a little simpler or you're very custom. Here's what I think everyone has to do. You have to be very clear who you are and why that matters and why that's valuable. Um, what you're going to give them. Mm-hmm. What is my deliverable? That has to be very clear. You know, what you're giving them. And then I think the other one that if you can get this across in a consultation, it's a big win, which is where I'm, what am I going to do mm-hmm. when you work with me? Like, what is my process? Where am I going to physically be? Mm-hmm. How many people are going to be there? What is it going to be like to be around me? What's that my day? footprint? Yeah. Yeah. What's my footprint? How many people do I bring? How noisy is it going to mm-hmm. be? How much, like, how much am I going to ask you to do? Am I going to ask you to act? Am I yeah. going to ask you to just, react that that's like some people think that's the same as what am i like mm-hmm. no yeah i don't think that's the same because we know that for sure because you might not be shooting their wedding mm-hmm. a so, lot of cases i'm not yeah so so we know but we we do know that if dominique or caleb goes whether or not they're going to act exactly like you they're going to do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so like they're going to fit within the, our mold of what it is to be a Stockwell love shooter. Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like who you are and that could be your brand or you personally, depending on who you are, what you're going to give someone and then and by when, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you can communicate all three of those things, you've done a good job in your consultation. Mm-hmm. Now maybe what you do sucks or it's not going to work in the market and like people don't bite. But if you feel like you're communicating those things, I think you can safely say, I'm doing a good consultation I'm doing a good job. And then you can start learning from it. Like, Oh, people don't like this price or, or they don't want me to do that or, you know, whatever it is. But right, right. That, that seems like mm-hmm. that. Those are the three things I think a person needs to get across in a consultation. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the consultation, the thing I want someone to think of is, you know, I like this person and this is a really great value. Like mm-hmm. th- those are the two things I really want them to walk away with. Um, you know, hopefully I've communicated those things that, that you mentioned, but that those are the two things like, oh, this is actually a really good deal. And even though it stupid. is more than I was thinking, oh, it's yeah. actually a good deal. It's actually a really good deal. It's and valuable. I, I really like people knowing um, that we're flexible. That, mm-hmm. that we're, I'm not, and, and this is the thing is I'm actually not very flexible on what the product is, mm-hmm. but I'm flexible on everything else surrounding it. Oh, you want to get, you, you want to pay, uh, for equal payments as opposed to only two. Great. Yeah, uh, whatever we'll it takes to lock you, you in. Um, the, the simple things, you know, I, I'm flexible about, you know, not the price, but I'm flexible on when you pay for certain things. So that, that just works within our system because people are going to reach out to me in January and I'm going to do edits when I have no work to do. So, well, this might be a weird rabbit trail, but like what I always think about too is how can I differentiate myself? How do I compete mm-hmm. on the market? And like, I know we're not supposed to compete because community over competition, Oh yeah. but, um, but I like to say competition because I'm, you know, a capitalist <laughs> is what produced it's evil. I mean, <laughs> it's what produces innovation mm-hmm. and great products and yep. competition is good for consumers. Yeah. So for me, I'm looking at going like, I still do it even after the person's bought, bought the wedding. Cause I'm always thinking about, cause you know, it's my company, right? So if I'm, if I, maybe I didn't consult with them, but I'm shooting the wedding and I'm talking to them about their day. Um, I'm going to say like, they'll say, when do you need to leave? And I'll say like, cause I know that we're pitching this in the sales meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm flexible there. Yeah. You know, cause I know other guys are going to be super rigid about mm-hmm. eight hours. Mm-hmm. And I know every time I say that I make that guy look bad. Mm-hmm. 
and that's a sales, that person feels like you're more valuable. They feel like they're getting more out of you. And it doesn't really, like, what am I going to, I'm not going to leave if the dance, like, if I don't have the footage I need. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to call the person up on their wedding day and say, give me 200 or more dollars. And I know for some people, like, that's a sticking point. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, people, it's just not worth it to me. People hire people they like and, and people that are, are like, because that's what's going to stand out to people. Like, mm -hmm. people will always be like, oh, they stayed later than they said they were going to. And, and oh, they did this. Like, they went above and beyond. And it's like, we were there for an extra 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, especially like, I do photo and video, so I, I see what photographers do photographers have to base everything on price or on hours they base their price on hours so they're like well i'm there for six hours you get this many photos i'm there for seven hours you get this many photos us as videographers it's easy to make ourselves look better because we're like yeah whatever like i'll be here for a little bit longer now i just had a, a wedding planner ask me the other day she was like well you're staying an hour later there's going to be streamers on the dance floor. Can you take photos? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to have our video. Oh yeah, We have our limits and we'll yeah. tell people too, like, Oh, your wedding is three hours yeah. away. We really, we need to leave. Cause we don't want to be driving at 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, but we well, have our excuses. It's not just like, I want to get home and watch Netflix. It's, it's no, like, there are good reasons, oh, yeah. like, but I'll in general, yeah. I'll be as flexible as I possibly can be. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'll say to, I had a wedding this year where the whole day went off the rails. Yep. It was a nightmare. Um, in terms of the schedule, the people were very sweet though. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I was like, I want to make them happy. I want to help them out. Um, it just was one of those days. And afterwards they're like, Oh, thank you so much. They were so appreciative. I know I'm going to get a referral from them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be so happy that I treated them the way I would want to be treated. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, we always end with a little moral lesson. It's like South park. Um, when you, you know, Treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't like a hard sell, don't do a hard sell. If you want people to be flexible and kind, be flexible and kind, be laid back, treat people exactly the way you want to be treated. Like if, if you're like a type of person that struggles to be kind, just work on yourself. <laughs> You'll have a better consultation. This is what I would say too about sales. Um, and like, I tend to like be a little bit of a chameleon when I'm talking to people like, Sometimes I'll get on the phone with somebody and they want a hard sell. Mm -hmm. They, they're like, well, why is that valuable to me? And I'm like, I'll tell you why it's valuable to you. And I can hop into that skin too. Sure. So being able to like morph a little bit. According oh yeah. To React to your environment. Who you're talking to. Like my wife is always like, you talk to like, ha you talk so differently on the phone to different people. Like I talk to super introverted, quiet brides very often. And usually when I talk to them, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Like I'm soft spoken. Like, what is important to you and you know it just you know conform to a little bit about you know who, who the person is that you're talking to um i think goes a long way just matching their energy um is a way that you can win too because that can be awkward sometimes when someone's like really quiet and you're really loud like just kind of matching them it's it's a way that you can become off much more likable um uh, but at the end of the day i i think with what you were saying that's what reminded me of it is Treat people the way that you want to be treated, not just, I like to be treated nice, but also, I like a hard sale. Okay, I can give you a hard sale. Let's go. Like, uh, Or I can give you a super soft sale and let you kind of do your thing and talk to your mom and your fiance about it. Um, people want to be sold the way that they like to probably sell or mm -hmm. be sold to, so match well, their intensity. Just communicating in a way that's respectful and mm -hmm. and respecting people is listening mm -hmm. yeah. and i would say the last thing i would say about all this consultation is really listening it's listen sure. you're all you're really doing is listening and so this person's telling you things either by the way they talk or what they tell you you know explicitly or implicitly they're mm -hmm. telling you things and so be a good listener yep like yep. don't go into point. that thing with a script that you're unwilling to waver from have an idea of what you want to do and tell and, and like Sometimes we'll even say like, well, I'd like to tell you about this because I think it's valuable. But in general, like there's not a lot of those things that the, the couple kind of sets the tone. And so be flexible mm -hmm. in terms of like by being a good listener. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's a lot you could go into about this topic. Yep. You could talk for hours on it because it's actually wicked hard to do. Yep. And speaking of consultations, I have a consultation in 10 minutes. So yeah. So anyway, wrap this thing up, huh? Thank you guys for checking out the Wedding Pros Podcast. Um, I would love to hear some stuff that's valuable to you guys in your consultations. 
Um, so let us know. We do have a Facebook group as well, um, which we'd love you to join and be part of that conversation. Um, give us a follow, give us a subscribe. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, and of course we're on YouTube. So whatever is convenient for you, give us a follow, check it out. Thank you so much for checking us out today. Have a good day. Bye.